everybody. This is Amy. I'm Charity. And this is the Your Mama podcast. In this podcast, you will hear us talk about all kinds of things from a mama's perspective, a little serious, a little fun, a little Jesus, and a whole lot of love. So today we're going to talk about um, fear of failure um, because that has been a big thing. I think it's big for everybody. It's been a big thing for me, and I have a lot of um, a lot of experience with that holding yeah. me back from fully stepping out into what I really needed to be doing and yeah. who I needed to be. So we thought that'd be agree. a good one. Yes, it is a good one because I, I agree that there are probably more people who struggle with that just even on the daily than are willing to admit. Mm-hmm. You know. Even people who appear to be very confident probably have that same fear of failure. I wonder if there's anybody in the world who doesn't have fear of failure. Do you think that's actually a thing? Um, I don't think so. I think that at some point in everybody's life, they had to be afraid of Mm -hmm. failing. I mean... I guess. I mean, I can't imagine. That's interesting. I might, yeah. I might have to dig into that. I mean, yeah. it, I would think that if somebody didn't have fear of failure, that would probably be some like indication of some sort of psychosis or something. Right. Like or extreme narcissism. Or narcissism <laughs> or something like that. That's an interesting thing. Yeah. Well, anyhow, there might be somebody out there listening that doesn't have fear of failure. Hey. We are not saying you are a narcissist. If, if that's you, I'd yeah. love to hear about it because that would be kind of an interesting yeah, it would. interesting thing to know about because I don't personally know anybody that hasn't had some um, level of right. fear of failing at things Mm -hmm. and um you know not all of us um you know have it to the extent that it keeps us from moving forward but i think a lot of us do right so i know in my case that was um huge um as a um, artist wanting to there's a lot around that when you make something Mm. When you create something with your hands, when you create something that you think is beautiful and you want to put it out there into the world for somebody to, um, you know, say whether they like it or not or to purchase it or, um, well, here's an example. Just today I found out that, um, I had, I had applied to an art show and I sent them four, um, paintings and they were all rejected. (laughs) (laughs) So that, I mean, that seems like a failure on its face, but I mean, I feel like it's a win that I applied. It's always a win to try. Like trying is always a win, whether you get the outcome you want or not. But interestingly enough, I'm not, that didn't bother me at all. Being being rejected from the show didn't bother me at all today, but you know, take the time machine back five years and I would have been absolutely devastated, mm. um, brokenhearted. I would be certain that all of my artwork was terrible, that I wasn't any good, that I shouldn't even try. <laughs> and that it was dumb of me to, you know, think that right. I might make it. And I was a complete and utter failure and I might as well give up. So that is right. what, that's what I would have said. Mm-hmm. And I would have said it loudly and with lots of tears. <laughs> My husband would have caught it. Right. <laughs> yeah, I've I've been the same way. Um, it's really, for me growing up, 
and I don't even remember like I don't think there's a reason like I can't pinpoint like some event or anything I guess it's just by nature I'm sort of a people pleaser and so if if I feel like I'm not pleasing then then that already makes me feel like I'm I'm not in a good space. Mm -hmm. So then if I'm supposed to try to do something, then forget it. Or this is more in the past, but forget it. Cause I don't want to disappoint myself. I don't mm -hmm. want to disappoint everybody around me. And so if it looks like something I've never done before, or if it's something that feels a little too hard, or if somebody's going to be watching me to that, I might be comparing myself with, then nope, nope, don't I don't want to I don't want to do that because all of those things could end in failing mm -hmm. and disappointment, mm -hmm. and it was it felt too big mm -hmm. to even want to do anything. Mm -hmm. um, like I can remember being in grade school, and you know they want to do all those classroom sports like kickball mm -hmm. or all those things and was never the first one picked. So never. that already makes you feel like unwanted. And then when you do something wrong or if you don't kick the ball or hard enough or whatever happens and then everybody's like, boo, and you know, making you feel like you didn't do a good job. Those things sort of stick. And for me, I feel like that they stuck really hard. Yeah. You know, I had that same experience. Mm -hmm. Not only was I not the first one picked, I was usually the last one picked because mm. I was a chubby little thing yeah, I was too. and I couldn't run <laughs> and, uh, and I couldn't kick a ball. I was not athletically inclined mm. at all. Mm. Um, so yeah, that was, and that was hard. It was hard to, gosh, I hated PE class. Mm -hmm. I hated any, anything where you had to be picked. Um, and I hated dodgeball, man. Dodgeball was like the worst. Right. Like that was dumb. I think it's different now. <laughs> like I, I think, I don't think the balls are, are the, those darn red, yeah. hard rubber balls. <laughs> right. That had, they had like this texture on them. If they hit you just right, it would leave the pattern on your skin in a, in a big red swollen sore right. mark. So anyhow, that's off track. Um, yeah, I wasn't, a, that wasn't about fear of failure. That was about fear of injury. And pain, yeah. um, but I, but because I was chubby and slow, I would be the one that would get just completely beamed every mm. single time. Um, so anyhow, that's a different story. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think there were plenty of times in my life where I didn't try to do something. I remember, um, when I, before I was doing mixed media art, I used to uh, be a glass bead maker and I made jewelry out of the beads that I made. And I actually had a magazine, a national magazine, reach out to me and ask me to write an article mm. for them. And I was, uh, which, I mean, that's a win right there. Right. That's a huge Just win. Just to be asked. Just to be asked. But I was so afraid that I wouldn't be able to do it right or it wouldn't be good enough that I just dra drug my feet and never did it. And mm. it was just dumb. It was really dumb. Um, mm. But it just came from this this terror um, of, you know, how was my heart going to feel? What was right. that going to feel like? Was I going to be embarrassed? What would that be like? And um there was now mine, this is not true for everybody, but mine came from a lot of my fear of failure came from 
um, the, my mom was very careful, um, about, um, about things like that. She never wanted to be embarrassed. She always wanted to save mm -hmm. face. And, um, and she also was very, very, I was a very emotional child, a uh, very tender, very fragile. And it was, she had a difficult time knowing how to deal with that because mm -hmm. I was, you know, I would get my feelings hurt and mm -hmm. get my heart broken over the dumbest little things. And I would be seriously quite emotional about it. And mm -hmm. it was, it was a lot to handle. So I, I got a lot of from my mom out of a desire to protect me, not a lot of discouragement to try things. Mm -hmm. You know, if I wanted to try things, um, I was in ballet for a little while and I really wasn't half bad. I could dance, mm -hmm. but I was chubby mm -hmm. and I would get made fun of. And she pulled me out of that because she didn't want me to get my heart hurt. Mm -hmm. Um, and then there were other things like that, that, you know, just sort of the, I don't know that she ever said this, but it was kind of this, um, unspoken thing about don't try mm -hmm. because you might fail. Mm -hmm. And that stuck with me for years. And, um, I remember clearly when I was, um, the end of my freshman year of high school, um, I had lost some weight. I was looking kind of cute. And, um, I decided that year that I was going to, um, try out for the junior varsity cheerleading squad, mm -hmm. which was not, you know, like, you had to be a certain kind of girl to do that. Sure. Or at least on the outside, that's what it looked like right. to me. I don't know if I was, I don't know what that was. Like, why I had the guts to do it, but I decided to do it. Mm -hmm. And my mom was really, really worried about that. Mm -hmm. She did She did not think I should do it um, because she was really afraid of, of what would happen. Right. And, um, but I did it anyhow. And um, I remember the day that the call came um that I actually I made the the I made the squad. Mm. They picked me. Um and I remember I had gone up to the pool the community pool up the street because I was working there over the summer and I had to go up there for a meeting. And I remember her like coming up the road, mm. driving as fast as she could because she had gotten the phone call at home. That was before cell phones. Right. Phones back in that day were attached to the wall in the kitchen. <laughs> right. So she had taken the phone call from the coach that I had been mm -hmm. chosen. And I think she was like 10 times more excited than I was <laughs> because I had tried and I had made it. Right. And, um, and so that was, that was really fun. Mm -hmm. That was really fun. And, um, and I know that that, you know, her, that came from a place of wanting to protect me. Absolutely. So completely honorable place, but it just stuck in me as it, it just became a deeper fear of failure. And also this feeling that she didn't necessarily believe in me, that I mm -hmm. hadn't had what it took mm -hmm. to do things. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that's true at the time I felt that, but I don't think that's no, true. Cause yeah. I, I think, I think she believed that I had what it took but that maybe that the world wasn't going to treat me fail fairly. Well, and she because just, it didn't. It would have broken her heart to see you brokenhearted. Yes, too. A hundred percent. That yeah. was what the biggest part of that was. But it just stuck with me for mm -hmm. a long, yeah, long time. Do you have anything like anything like that that you were that you wanted to try and then? Didn't? Oh my gosh, so many things that you know. I don't know that I would have been any good at theater, but I always envied people who were in the musicals and stuff like I was in choir at school and that we had something called swing choir which where you 
you danced and you had a partner and there were like 10 of us that and you had to try out and I did try out for that and I made that and I was in that for my junior year um but I don't know I I don't know like you it's almost like the cheerleading thing mm -hmm. I don't know what made me think I could do it but I did get selected and I did it and that should have been a real boost but and I guess it was momentarily. Right. But it didn't give me enough courage to try something again. Right. You know? And, but I feel like I would have loved to have learned to play an instrument, mm -hmm. you know? Never tried to do that because I don't, and I think people would think, oh, they're just lazy or they don't want to put the effort in. It was never about that for me. It was, could I do it and be good at it? Right. And if I thought I couldn't be good at it, or if there was a little struggle in the beginning, then I would automatically bail because, not because it was hard, but because I automatically thought I'm not going to be any good at this. Mm -hmm. So I guess it was like you used the word safe face and, you know, didn't want to be embarrassed. That's the way. I was. I didn't want people to remember. Oh, she's the girl that didn't get. She couldn't do that. Right. I just didn't want anybody saying that about me, and because it would have been too hurtful to think that that's what the conversation was. You know. Yeah. And so I was. I've always. I was always like that. Um, didn't want to stand up. Like I, I taught school for sixteen years, and. Um, you know, I was at the same school for many years, and they were like family. But even even there, it was hard for me to ask a question in front of the whole staff or to make presentations, because, and I would have to because, you know, because that was part of your job. But I was always scared I'd get it wrong, you know, yeah. that it just wouldn't be quite good enough or somebody else could certainly do it better, you know. And... I don't know what that was. I, I can't really pinpoint. I can't pinpoint it, but I do know that I took that on into my parenting. Like, I didn't want my children to fail either. And yeah. and although you feel very encouraging, oh, you can do anything. You can do anything until they want to. And then they want to do the anything. It's like, oh, are you sure? You know, it's almost like you try to talk them out of it somehow. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize I was doing that until, and I can remember when this happened, um, my youngest, Grace, Amy's daughter-in-law, um, she had tried out for a musical, and she didn't make it. Or actually, it was a choir. She didn't make it, and then she didn't make it again. And she was devastated. Well, Stephen and I had... Steve's my husband, we had very different ways of handling that. Like, I was just like, bail. You don't, I don't want to see her get hurt again. You know, let's go get ice cream. We'll go do anything you want to do, but let's don't do that again. Right. And he was the complete opposite. You can do this. You can do it. We're going to do it. Let's do whatever you need to do. We're going to do the thing and you're going to do it again. And so it wasn't like a conflict, but. He was completely okay, but he has a way different personality than me. Okay with watching her not be heartbroken, but watching her fail and try again. Because mm -hmm. he knew that that's the only way 
to succeed is to try again and and those kinds of things but for me it was awful to watch yeah it was just it was terrible so i was more like your mom than you know and just trying to protect that but but honestly my own exit from my job and to try to open my own business is when that shifted for me mm-hmm. um i didn't know if i would succeed or not but i knew that i couldn't stay in the place that I was not because it was bad because I just wasn't happy there. And that was all, that was all me. It was not anything anybody was doing to me. I just needed a shift. And until I took a chance on something that I had no idea, I don't, I don't think I knew what I was missing, you know, in chance taking, you know, yeah, and, and just trying something and not knowing if I would fail or not. But I do regret, I mean, and I and I don't use that word often, but I do regret not trying more things, and I can't even name a bunch of them. And I also regret not having a little bit more courage with my children. Yeah. You know, the courage to let them just fall down, mm-hmm. you know. Um, they turned out all right, so I don't like, I didn't damage them or anything. But I do feel like that I could have been a little bit more or less helicoptery, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I know that feeling too. Um, it's as as a mom, maybe not all moms feel this way, but right. I know for me, when my my kid got their heart broken or were serious, they were seriously disappointed about something. I think I sometimes felt that longer and harder than they did. Mm-hmm. You know, they'd bounce back pretty quick, but it yeah. kept me up at night. Like right. I, I can feel that physical mm-hmm. ache, you yeah. know, from that. And, um, yeah, that it makes it hard to want to encourage your kids to try something yeah. that might be, you know, hard. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's just, it's hard to watch them go through that, but it's also, right. it's hard physically and emotionally yes, on a mama. It is. Um, to, to watch that happen. And I think, and again, this doesn't necessarily apply to anything, but knowing Stephen, you know, he's, he's pretty easy going about stuff like mm-hmm. that. You know, yeah. he's able to lay it down and not worry about it. Yeah, he is. Matt's the same way. Yeah. He's like, oh, well, you know, it'll be next time. No That's problem. right. It was hard for me to do that. But I know, you know, for me personally, that whole, it just, it carried on into adulthood for me. Um, it carried on into adulthood for me because, uh, you know, it, it being an artist, you know, like I was saying before, and putting putting out the work of my hands and my heart. Mm-hmm. And for a long time, I, you know, kept that to myself. Right. Um, and then, but putting it out into the world and having it, what, you know, I considered it being judged, you know, when I had it out there and, and it didn't sell and right. or I, I do show and not have any sales or apply to something and get rejected. And, and it was so painful and so difficult right. to do that. And, um, I think what, I'm trying to think of what it was there one particular turning point for me in terms of being able to, to be better at that and, and, um, do better at that. And, you know, I had a mentor who, um, who really helped me, um, 
just value the work that I was doing and not be afraid to put it out there mm -hmm. and, and get the rejections. One of the things that I learned is that um, the more rejections you get, the closer you are to being accepted mm -hmm. in something like that. Right. Um, uh, and I've seen that before. There's a um, good golly. What's her name? There's an author and I'll, I'll, I might think of it later. Anyhow, she talks about, submitting articles and trend and manuscripts and things like that. And she would submit it and it would get back sent. This is back when you did everything through the mail, yeah. she would submit it and it would get sent back to her with a rejection letter. Mm. And she had a place where she tacked all of those rejection letters up and she'd pull it out of the envelope and stick it in another envelope and send it off to somebody else. And, you know, she, those, the rejections piled up, but somehow she was able to understand that eventually there would be a yes in the middle of all right. those no's. And some of that stuff is so subjective, too. Oh, yeah. Well, I think part of it is that we, we tend to place our own worth in what other people think of us. Yes. And, you know, we're seeking out, outward validation. Mm -hmm. When really, you know, between me and God, you know, that's really where my validation needs to come from most of all. Mm -hmm. And I think the older, I don't think there's a one time, but I honestly, age has been my friend. Yeah. Because the older I get, the less concerned I am with what other people think of me. Like, I want them to know that my character is good, and I want people to say kind things because I want to be that kind of person. But I don't care so much if they like what my hair looks like or if my tattoos suit them or what I'm wearing or any of those things. And I certainly have come to a place of knowing who I am in the Lord. And I don't, they don't, people don't have to validate that for me anymore now, as far as my art and the things that i do creatively i have a little bit of you know um hesitation but i don't have time for hesitation you right. know because i am aging i don't want to wait to <laughs> throw it out there it's not that i'm you know old i don't feel old but i mean i don't want to wait to put the stuff out there that I feel like the Lord has given me, you yeah. know, to do. So I think age has been a good, a good friend to me, you yeah. know, and in that area of try and not worrying so much about the fail. Yeah. If that's even what we even call it. I'm not sure I even think I'm failing at anything anymore. I just feel like I'm getting up. Yeah. You know? Well, I think, I think that the core of all of this is, yeah, indeed, when we have a fear of failure, it's a fear. It is a fear of what does everybody else yeah. think? What is somebody else's opinion of who I am or what I've done, yes. whether I've done it well enough? Mm -hmm. You know, and it, I mean, it could be, it, it may be, you know, applying to an art gallery. It could be trying out for a cheerleading squad. It could be trying to get a job. Mm -hmm. It could be just as simple as, 
um, you know, what food are you ordering at the restaurant or, yeah. you know, whether or not your clothes are chic or mm-hmm. what kind of house do I live in or what kind of car do I right. drive? You know, we can get ourselves so tangled up in, mm-hmm. in nonsense because we yes. care about what other people think about what we're yes. doing and the choices we're making. And, you know, that's fear of man and it's nonsense. It is. You nonsense. know, if it, if it like, Nobody dies from failure. And mm-hmm. so what if we if we didn't ever have any concern about what somebody else thought about us, it would there well, would be no yeah. obstacles. Yeah, what would that look like? What would that we look like? Cared. We just do everything. And we just do we it just all. do it all. And and um and the truth of the matter is like I mean, you know, I'm fifty four and I spend no time at all sitting around thinking about what somebody else has done. And, and what I think about it, I never, I don't sit around and mm. think about somebody else's failure no, or judge gosh. people Mm-mm. or judge people on whether or not they did something wrong. I just don't. Right. I spent zero time about that. If I'm spending any time thinking about anybody, it's about what I admire about them. Sure. How I want, how I would love to encourage them, mm-hmm. how they're growing, how it would be great to see them grow. That's the kind. And, and here's the thing is that if anybody that is out there sitting around thinking about our failures and whether or not we, you know, drive the right car right. or have succeeded in our business, if anybody's really spending any time at all on those kinds of thoughts, then they need to mind their business. Well, those aren't my people. <laughs> For the, they're they, not. They're not my people. And and so, honestly, the reason why they're probably doing that is because they're not secure in their own selves. Right. Yes. You know, people who worry about what other people are doing aren't paying attention to what yes. they themselves are doing. Right. So. Well, and then, too, I mean, this is, um, you know, whenever we're constantly thinking about what other people are thinking about us, it's pretty. It's a pretty self-centered way of thinking, too. It's like, really, people don't have time to think about me all day. No. Like, I mean, am I really that, you know, important in the lives of all these people that I may or may not know, and they're thinking about my failure mm-hmm. or my whatever, they're really probably not thinking about me at all, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So it's really vain imagination too. Like we've worked this stuff up in our, in our heads and we're having this conversation with ourselves. that's really not true. And I used to tell my kid, well, I still do like one, one thing is, you know, you need to be with people who celebrate you, not tolerate you. And then, you know, the other thing is that people just really aren't thinking about you that much all day. So do your thing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I changed the way I was speaking to my children about the try because I knew I was, I was like stunting the things that they could do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they give me courage to mm-hmm. watch them try things. Yeah. You know, even though they're all older now, but, but they're, they're pretty good at trying. Even if they don't get it exactly right. Oh, yeah. Because I know for myself now, um, there's 
the fear is around how is it going to make me feel. Mm-hmm. And it just doesn't really make me feel any kind of way now to right. try something and right. have it not turn out the way right. that I want it to. Because I just know that that is not a measure of who I am. Right. And it has nothing to do with my identity. Right. You know, my identity is in God. That's and it's exactly not in right. whether I fail it at a business or an art show or, right. you know, whether I trip going into the movie theater or mm-hmm. whatever it might be. Um, yeah. The end of the day is, did I love well mm-hmm. and live well and, and try well, Yeah, you know, now that's part of the, the equation. Yeah. And the experience of trying is, is a gift, mm-hmm. whether you succeed or not, yeah. you know, it just, just trying is, is the gift. Yes. And, uh, yeah, I'm just going to keep trying. Yeah. I've got, uh, I got that rejection from the one art show. I got two more mm-hmm. I'm applying to this month. So, um, and if I get rejected from the, those, I'll apply for two more. You know, and I'll when, keep when going. you sent me that text to tell me about that, um, I've been thinking about it a little bit. It was supposed to say rejected, but you know how our phones turn things <laughs> into other things. So it said I was reheated. Instead of rejected. However, I'm like, you know what? I love that because what is reheating? You're doing it again. Yeah. Like, it was so good. I'm going to do it again. Yeah. Because I'm going to reheat that stuff because it was so good. I'm going to eat it again. Yes. So this stuff that you got today, it wasn't rejection. It was reheat it because you're going to do it again. I'm I'm all hot to keep going. That's right. (laughs) Do it again. So I I love that that was the mistake in that text. That's so funny. <laughs> I hadn't even thought about that. But yes. I mean that's the perfect word for it. I yes. wasn't rejected. Yeah. I, they didn't they didn't invite me. That's right. But I'm reheated and yes. I'm going to keep on going. You're going to do it again. Yes. yes. So that is awesome. Yeah. So I guess the 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 moral of the story. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I'm just thinking about people who might be listening mm-hmm. and what's the one thing that you would say to them about their fear of failure. What's the one piece of advice you have? Um, I think that fear, perfect love cast out fears, what the word says. Yeah. So love yourself enough to cast out the fear. Mm-hmm. So, God loves you. You love yourself enough to not let fear hold you back from the thing that God's put in your heart and your mind to do. Um, because it's really going to deny you some great joy. So just do it anyway. Replace the fear with love for yourself and do it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, the other thing is just to feel the, feel the fear and do it anyway. Yeah. I mean, you're going to feel it anyway. Yeah. But love yourself enough to push on through. Yes. Yeah. Because on the other side of it, there's always a lesson learned in the process. Yes. Um, you learn how to, to refine your efforts. Mm-hmm. Um, you And, you know, God's, God's good mm-hmm. and God's a gentleman. Yes. And sometimes we fail at something. What feels like failure is really just protection. Yes. We're being protected from moving into something that we didn't have any business being a part of, or, Mm -hmm. you know, there's something better for us right around the corner. So I might, you know, that's my one piece of advice is you're not going to die. No, no. (laughs) Try it. If you want to try it, try it. Mm -hmm. And if you make it great, if you don't make it, there's a reason and let it be, let it be a growth point. Right. Let it be a launching pad. Let it reheat you mm-hmm. 
to go on to the next thing. And, and if you believe that you are doing what you're supposed to be doing, whether it's, you know, ministry or work or creativity or whatever Mm -hmm. it might be, um, you know, you, you're going to have fear when you try new things, when you take risk, but keep pushing and keep doing it and, and let the fear treat, teach you something. Yeah. Um, let it, let it refine you. Yeah. Um, and don't let it hold you back. Yeah. And don't focus so much on the product like yeah. at the end of it. Yeah. Because you'll, yeah, the or, process is important. Yeah. And don't focus on what anybody else is thinking no. about you. Cause I promise you, they're probably not thinking about you that much. <laughs> no, so. they're thinking about their own fear. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I hope that was an encouragement. Yeah. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you for listening. Um, Visit the show notes. We hope you'll um, follow us. Yep. And leave us a good review Mm -hmm. and um, subscribe and share us with your friends. And we would love to hear from you about um, any, anything you'd like for us to Mm -hmm. weigh in on with a mama's heart. Do you have a dream? Do you have a disappointment? Um, Do you have a decision to make? What, what is it? What can we weigh in on? If you got something you want to share that you want yeah. us to keep anonymous, we mm-hmm. can do that. But I guarantee you, whatever it is that you um, got going on, somebody <laughs> else has got it going on too. Oh, and yeah. it would be, it would benefit, it benefit everybody to chat right. about it. So yeah. send us an email. Um, let us know. How can we encourage you? Because we love you and we want to do that. Yes. Yeah. Love y'all. Love you. Thank Bye. you. Bye.